Welcome to this week seven edition of Bruce Monin's Computer Points. I'm Bruce Monin, your host, recording in our home studios in Minster, Ohio. And once again, checking in from the greater Cincinnati area, home of the two and three Cincinnati Bearcats. We have our co-host, executive producer, and chief researcher, Rebecca Monin. It's a rebuilding year. So it seems. Our UC <laughs> Bearcats outgained BYU by 203 yards on Friday night. But when the game ended at approximately 2 in the morning Eastern time, UC still lost 35-27. to 27. It's a rebuilding year. Good news for us, UC gets a bye week this week. Oh, good. Before they face Iowa State the week after that. That looks like a winnable game. We shall see. Homecoming that starts at noon, so not a lot of time for homecoming stuff before the game. You would probably have loved that as a band person. Oh, yeah. And alumni band gets even worse. Um, let's see, noon game, I would guess 8 o'clock activity start, so I would say report time's probably 7, 7.30, depending on how much you need to do. Uh, alumni have to do everything before the actual band does because they share the same space, so they'll probably have to report at 5.00. Sounds like a good plan. Let's get college kids up in time for 7 a.m. Huh? Let's get uh, long graduated ret- and retired, in many cases, people up at four in the morning That's and true. hope the they co- put on a good show. The college kids could just stay up all night. Yeah. The adults have children. <laughs> but yeah, that's why I don't do alumni band. Makes Despite sense fact, to me. Yeah, we'll I- just leave it at that. By the way, we, re- we received a few pieces of feedback this week. Aha! Uh-huh. We'll start with the first one. I received a note from our discussion of the plain white tees versus the All-American rejects la- last week. It was the question of the week. That question was bounced around the house, around the park, around the football stadium, on everyone's mind. Well, one listener tweeted to me that... He said the All-American rejects all the way. They are more rock-influenced, whereas uh, Plain White Tees is a little more soft ballad. Well, I'm a soft ballad kind of guy, so I personally you are. disagree. Yeah. By the way, I asked for permission to reveal the name of the listener. The listener said they preferred to keep that their dirty little secret. And by the way, I didn't know what that meant either, but that is one of the songs by the All-American Rejects. So. It is. It's a very good song. It's like all those really bad jokes about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey NFL announcers have been making. Sure. Although I'm, I do wonder if you're leaning plain white tees just because you don't know any of the All-American Rejects discography. I actually looked it up and listened to some this week. Okay. I still say that their entire repertoire pales just compared to Hey There, Delilah. Okay. <laughs> Personal opinion. All right. I'm also waiting for Air Supply to make a comeback, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> this might go the way of all the other things that you greatly enjoy that no one else does. They go away. They go away. They stop being stocked in the grocery store. I still miss my Diet Bart's Red Cream Soda greatly. And your Apple Cinnamon Eggo Waffles. And my hostess, Susie Q's. And your shoestring potatoes, I think. Oh, the, uh, yeah, the ones that came in Hamburger Helper. Yeah. Yeah. Miss all that good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but Hopefully life goes on. 
the plain white tees stick around at least to tour once or twice. Yeah, they'll still be around. They'll be on holograms probably in 50 years. Mm. So it is with more than a touch of trepidation that I am following some other feedback we received last week. It is very important to learn how to take criticism and adapt your styles accordingly. Yes. Well, a quiz was suggested. Oh, I like quizzes. And since there is so much math here, I was advised that the quiz needed to be math-based. While I enjoy that, I do recall in my days on the academic team that the math quiz questions were the worst and least favorite ones. We're going to give it a shot anyway. Okay. So here we go. As a clarification, are we answering the quiz or is that up to our humble listeners? Well, let me put it to you this way. That is up to the listeners to respond, although we have no prize. We'll get back to that in a little bit. (laughs) Okay. So last week, there were 14 games involving two Ohio High School Athletic Association teams, which ended with both teams' scores being prime numbers. By the way, there were about 340 total such games to look at. Okay. In 11 of those 14 games, one team scored seven points, which seems you would think that makes sense. By the way, five of those scores had an exact score of 41 to seven, which surprised me. That is a fun fact. In one other game, a team scored three points for their prime number. That leaves two games where both team scores were double digit prime numbers. Please name those two games. There is no prize for the right answer, by the way. Just eternal glory, laud, and honor. Oh, and a hint. One game features two teams that we cover. The other game does not. Okay. So, Rebecca, would you like to tell them how they can send their answers to us? <laughs> oh, we, we, are, we are mixing it up. Okay. Uh, any communication, not just quiz answers, although give it a shot. Uh, can be emailed to us at bdmonin at nktelco.net or submitted on the uh, social media site formerly known as Twitter to at Bruce Monin or yell it out in the streets as dad's walking by. That works too. He may not know your name though, so you should also yell that out if you want credit. Yeah, I don't do names very well. By the way, one quick legal note. I am getting tired of asking people for permission to use their names. So from now on, If you send us a note and do not say that we should not use your names, that is considered legal permission for us to do so. Oh, my gosh. Does that work? Is that legal? Did you say it's legal permission and then didn't check if it was legal permission? (laughs) I don't know if it's legal. I do know it's kind of rude. Maybe you should ask them to give explicit permission in the line instead and cover your paces. All right, please give us permission to use your names when you send us messages. We'll default to anonymous listeners. Oh, bummer. But okay. Well, I gave it a We're... shot. The executive producer shot me down. That's the way it goes. Yes. Well, on to the computer points. Okay. But wait, what about the scores of the week? Oh, we decided to change things up. They will show up later in the podcast. I got tired of running all the set spots. Yeah, I got tired of running all these computer points all back to back to back to back to back to back to back. And about Division Six time, I got really tired. So okay, we're going to slide some stuff in the middle this week. It only took us four years, but we're making changes. Starting with Division One, Region Two, of course. Oh, by the way, 
just wanted to mention to anyone. Hope it sounds good. Last week, I've been having trouble at the remote studios, getting a microphone to stay in front of my face so that everything picks up nice. I try to fix it in the editing. I hope you haven't noticed. This week, we have new technology. I have a headset. <laughs> the microphone follows him now. Yes. I had it last week, but I forgot to bring the charger with me, and I forgot to turn it off when I tested it. So it was dead. It was not much use there. High technology kind of eludes me sometimes. <laughs> I'm very proud of you. Low technology kind of eludes me sometimes. <laughs> no technology kind of eludes you sometimes. <laughs> Back to Division One, Region 2. We have Finley at number seven. They suffered an 18-14 loss to Anthony Wayne and dropped three spots. They probably need two wins for a home playoff game. They are light underdogs the next two weeks, so they need a slight upset in one of them, starting against 6-1 and one Perrysburg this week. There, that's the more than we talked about Finley in about five weeks. <laughs> Division two, Region 8. We're going to start with Troy. They have a change in color. A change in color? Troy is currently number six. They are now guaranteed to host their initial playoff game. You know, I forgot the premise of our show for a second and thought they were changing uniform color. But this is also exciting. Yeah, I don't think that would go over all that well in Troy. Having I really don't myself. think it would. Mm. No. <laughs> Be dramatic. Yeah. Anyway, the Trojans need to win their last three games if they want to get into the top four and host twice. And they're heavy favored to do so. So look for Troy to rise into the top four. At number 11, Lima Senior keeps on beating up on Toledo area teams. Uh, they might regret letting them into their conference here pretty soon. <laughs> Lima Senior's heavily favored to do so in their final three games against other Toledo area schools. If they do, that should barely get the Spartans into the top eight. There's not, they're not going to get that many points, but it should be just enough to get them that home playoff game. Number 12, Sydney, is about 99% sure to get into the playoffs. That number's actually going to come up about three or four more times this week. Teams up that are, from 99%? Well, they, right now, there's about a 99% chance they're in. But there's a 1% chance things could go poorly. So we can't put them in the playoffs just yet. They need a win in week nine against Piqua to be 100% certain. Piqua needs two wins just to reach the postseason. And they have games against four and three Xenia, four and three Sydney, and two and five Fairborn left. So possible, but just a little bit iffy for Piqua. Moving to Division Three, Region 10, we have Defiance at number nine. Defiance dropped two spots after losing to five and two Elida. We will get to the details of this in our scores of the week segment coming up. Ooh, a teaser. Uh, the Bulldogs are going to need to win out to get a home playoff game but they have a 50-50 type Week 9 game against Salina, who's 6-1. That might be a little difficult to win. I guess battle of the, the Bulldogs. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there are three Bulldogs among the 10 teams in that conference, so <laughs> I think they planned a, a little better. <laughs> somebody had a really uh, good Bulldog breeding farm or a really beloved pet. Something happened in there. Yes, for some reason, the Western Buckeye League loves their Bulldogs. Not a single team is known as the Collies, by the way. No, Collies aren't as intimidating. No. A little bit more annoying, though. Is there like a pro team or a college team that's a Bulldog? Oh, there's I'm lots of college team. teams that are Bulldogs. 
Butler probably being the closest one to us. Not an easy thing to Google. Why you do so? In Division Three, Region 11, we follow Bell Fountain there. They are number seven now. They need two, two more wins tests. to secure a home playoff game. The Chieftains would do very well to defeat 6-1 Urbana this week. They are two touchdown favorites in that game, so a lot of points available for the taking there if they can just get that win. Cleveland. I forgot the Browns or Bulldogs? No, they're the Browns. No. Why is there Bulldogs in the National Football League? Oh, 24 to 27. There I you see go. now. There Old we go. school Cleveland, huh? Old school Cleveland. Wikipedia says it's the symbol of the UK and is a popular mascot for sports teams because of its tenacity. So maybe it's a carryover from our, our colony days. I wonder if that's switched now, if now the corgi is the symbol of the UK instead of the bulldog. No, it could be. I doubt it. I really doubt it, though. Yale University has a bulldog, and they call him Handsome Dan. Handsome Dan. I've never seen a handsome, handsome bulldog, I don't think. Well, you don't like dogs, so that does that. Wow. That's, that's all I've got for you. Okay. I will zone back in. Division 3, Region 12. We follow six teams there. The top four all won last week. The bottom two are 0-7. We won't spend any time on them. They don't want to be talked about anyway. They're Owen stuff, right? Okay. Salina moves up to number two. They should get to host a playoff game if they beat Owen seven Ottawa Glandorf this week, which seems likely. Okay. Yeah. They may they may possibly need a win over five and two Defiance or five and two Wapak to be sure, but I don't think so. But we'll see. That number five Tippecanoe from Tip City should have no problem winning out and earning two home playoff games to finish in the top four. Hope I didn't just jinx them, but I just said no problem. (laughs) If we jinx people on this podcast, we jinx all of them. So it all evens out in the end. I hope so. Now, Mr. Drew Pasteur, and when I say that, I really mean his computer. (laughs) Phil says that number 11 Wapakoneta is the best team in this region. They will get their chance to prove it against five and two Elida. 4-3 Four and three Lima Bath and six and one Salina to end the season. Yeah, that'll be interesting to watch that play out. Two wins should earn the Redskins a home playoff game. Three should get them to about number five in the standings. Probably just a little short of getting that second home postseason game. And in one of those quirks of the week to week standings, number thirteen Elida had a huge win over five and two Defiance, and they still fell one spot in the standings. Just the it other teams odd. also went up quite a bit around them. So, uh, yeah, they Plenty are of about second level points, though. Yep. This is another case. They are about 99% sure of being in the playoffs and they are underdogs in their final three games. So they may just have to watch that scoreboard a little bit. Probably not. 99% is pretty darn sure. Pretty darn good. Yeah. And we're on to Division Four already. Excellent. Woo! In Region 14, at number five, Van Wert is a big favorite in their next two games. The Cougars should finish around number five to number seven in the region, depending on if they win all three games or lose one along the way. See, despite losing last week, number 10, Lima Bass playoff chance rose from 90% to 97%, which is a good thing because they're still double-digit underdogs the rest of the way into the season, so. Need a few second-level points to roll in, secure that playoff spot. Or pull an upset. That'd be the better way to do it. That would do it. 
sure that's what the fans would enjoy much more. Absolutely. Sitting at number 13 currently is Napoleon. Three and four in the season. Uh, that's actually better than I thought when I saw their week one game against Defiance on television. It, was a, it wasn't the most pleasing game to watch. <laughs> oh, no. Napoleon has an important game against three and four Oregon Clay this week. A win not only guarantees them a spot in the playoffs, but it also puts them in position to maybe crack the top eight. A home playoff game at that nice stadium at Napoleon would be a good thing there for the home schools. At least I think it's nice. I haven't been there in about 10 years. So. I'll have to get feedback nice. from people who've seen it. You would think yeah, it's still nice, Yeah, they don't tend nice, to change too much over a 10-year period. Yeah, you wouldn't think so. I remember they had signs on the bleachers because they had these metal bleachers that made a lot of noise that said no stomping allowed on the bleachers. Boy, you know, that was probably more than 10 years ago now that I think about that, it. That might, yeah. have been tw- that might have been 20. <laughs> Let's see. We are at three wins in a row and counting for three and four St. Mary's, who is now number 15 in the standings. St. Mary's is favored by one to two touchdowns in their final three games. One victory gets the Rough Riders into the playoffs. Three, and they host a playoff game at their new stadium, riding a six-game winning streak. Nothing like starting 0-4 and then going 6-0, and is it? Yeah, that's a better way to do it than the other way around. Well, <laughs> better than 0-6 and 4-0. and Not, you get it. I get it. There's a cat in front of my face. I see that. I'd rather be hot late than cold late, right? Yes. And sitting at number 17 right now, Kenton. They have lost three games in a row, speaking of cold late. They need to upset either three and four St. Mary's or four and three Van Wert if they want to reach the postseason. In Division yeah. Four, Region 16, we're going to start with Urbana. After dropping nine spots last week, 6-1 Urbana is our greatest riser this week, moving up seven rungs to number 11 on the ladder here after they dominated four and three Kenton Ridge. Ooh. Dominated. Dominated, baby. The Hill Climbers may only win one more game, but if they do, it'll be enough to ensure a spot in the playoffs. Okay, okay. Number 22, Bethel's trying to stay alive with an upset last week, but they will need to repeat that performance against 5-2 and Milton Union this week to stay alive. And now that Division 4 is over, we're going to take a break and go to our... Scores of the week. By the I way, we were you... going to make it all the way to Division Six. Nope, what a sorry. privilege! So, two things about score of the week. One, I failed to get an Oktoberfest band to make us a new song, and two, because of Oktoberfest, I may not have put quite as much effort into this as you will see as our <laughs> as our first score of the week is actually from last week. Oh boy! I couldn't believe I missed this, so we're adding it in. So here we go. Last week, Minster defeated St. Henry 7-2. to two. Minster scored an early touchdown. No more scoring the rest of the game except for a St. Henry safety. Now, that's not that interesting of a score by itself. But the next morning, the St. Henry JV team came to Minster, and the final score of that game was 4 to nothing in favor of St. Henry. Huh. I don't think I've ever seen a 4 to nothing score before. Well, that one's new. So... In two games against Minster, St. Henry's only scoring was three safeties. By the way, St. Henry did bounce back this week with a very nice 13-10 upset victory over New Bremen. Oh, good for them. As a side note, I thought JV games were... Oh, no, I'm wrong. 
I thought they were Thursdays, but I have just remembered that that is junior high games. And by the way, that varies across the state. Some places do it differently. Ah, that's got to be confusing. It is for me. (laughs) Our second score of the week, Elida 19, Defiance 18. As we feared, Defiance's lack of a kicker finally came back to haunt them as they failed on all three two-point conversion tries in this game. Yeah, that'll do it. That will do it. You just knew it would come once. Better in the regular season than the playoffs, I guess. Yeah, but the people will be knowing to watch the tapes for all their uh, two-point conversion plays. So either they get really good at them or they come up with a lot of them. And after some relatively low numbers, we're going to throw in this score. West Jefferson 62, West Liberty Salem 47. Wow. Uh, West Jefferson had a touchdown drive after getting the ball in the final minute of the first half to take a 35-27 to lead. West Liberty Salem reduced the deficit to 35-33 early in the second half before West Jefferson pulled away. Close game until early to mid-third quarter. Yeah, that's a lot of points either way. Yes. So many fight songs. 109 points total. Hmm. 109. That might be a prime number. I can do them in my head up to about 40 some, then it gets tough. It feels like it could be a 13 or something. That's just tricky. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, it is prime. Good job. You did it. What a deal. Nice. Well, with the scores of the week out of the way, let's get back to Division 5, Rebecca. Let's do it. Let's jump in. We're going to start in Region 18. Liberty Center rises to number one. They will host two playoff games, and they should stay at number one at the end of the year. They had another incredibly large win this week, and they'll have three more before the season is over. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Number five, Coldwater. Can't seem to rise any higher in the standings at number five. They're very close to the number three right now, but not quite there. And they will likely have to defeat both 6-1 Versailles and 7-0 Marion Local to get above number five in the final standings. Yeah, that's going to be a challenge. Now, if they do, I would think that would make people regard them as a legitimate challenger to Liberty Center in this region come playoff time. Well, yeah, that would do it. <laughs> Uh, let's see who's next to stay in the top eight. Number seven, Liberty Benton will likely need to upset either five and two Pandora Gilboa this week or six and one Macomb in week 10. Both are possible, but both are going to be difficult. So now at number 11, we have Indian Lake. We thought we could officially put them into the playoffs this week, but there is still that 1% chance they could miss out if they lose their final three games. 6 and 1 Springfield Shawnee will be a tough test this week, but 2 and 5 Springfield Northwestern will be a little bit easier win the week after that. Expect us to be able to put them into the playoff bound column soon, if not next week, maybe the week after. And at number 16 we have Spencerville. They suffered their fifth straight running clock loss last week. They can still make the playoffs of two more wins. If they lose to three and four Ada this week, it pretty much ends all their hope. But I think they're actually favored, according to Mr. Pasteur's computer. And if they win that game and, and they also beat winless Delphus Jefferson in week 10, they should be in the playoffs. Okay. So, tough middle of the season, but get the playoffs. Maybe they can wipe those bad memories away. huh? I, I feel like there's a difference between tough middle of the season and five straight running clocks. 
<laughs> that's a that's a little bit further off the deep end. <laughs> yeah, maybe tough is a a little light on the descriptor there. Soul crushing. <laughs> soul crushing. Well, let's let's hope not. They can, they're going to need their soul to win two games here at the end of the year, right? Sure. <laughs> Best of luck to them. But boy, that's yeah. going to be a challenge to overcome. Yeah, that's that's tough. We've seen it though. Well, not that bad. I haven't seen that. Yeah, never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> At least they can go home early. On to Region 20. Both number four Milton Union and number 14 Miami East won this week. Neither one moved in the standings. If the Milton Union Bulldogs win their next two games, which they should, they earn at least one home playoff game. Miami East probably needs to defeat two and five Bethel in week nine if they want to make the playoffs. We mentioned it last week. Week nine could have a lot of interesting games. in it. Sure can. Still looking forward to it. Moving down to Division 6. We have nine teams we follow in this region. We'll start with, for some reason, not the top. We'll start with number 8, Tenora, because they joined number 1, Bluffton, and number 4, Columbus Grove, as officially being playoff bound this week. The Rams rose nine spots in the last two weeks, and they should get a home playoff game if they can win out as they are favored, with 5-2 and two Paulding this week being their largest challenge. Back to Bluffton, they probably have a home playoff game in the bag already, and a win over 6-1 and one Lipsick should get them into the top four. But they're already number one, but should mean they'll be there at the end of the year. You know, The one that matters. Yes. The only poll that matters, the end of the season, right? Right. Uh, Columbus Grove, they have the exact same scenario. If they beat 5-2 and two Convoy Crestview, they should get into the top four. That game is this week. If either team loses those big games, they play each other in week nine, and the winner should probably still get their two home playoff games. <laughs> the loser, probably not, though, in that case. So Dramatic. I like it. I like it. Our 15th-ranked team is Paulding. They still need an upset in one of their final three games where they are a three-touchdown underdog each week. So they need one really good game in the, in the final three. Stars align. Let's see. Next, for number 16, Riverdale to hold on to a playoff spot. They need an upset win over 4-3 and three Arlington this week or over 5-2 and two Pandora Gilboa next week. At number 19, we find Van Buren. Three spots out of the playoffs right now. They need two more wins, but they are going to have a difficult time pulling an upset against either 4-3 and three Fort Laramie or 4-3 and three Arlington. Just behind them, at number 20, we find Wayne Trace. They also need two more wins to sneak into one of the final playoff spots. Uh, <laughs> the the Wayne the Raiders, by the way, of Wayne Trace. That's a new one for me. I had to look that up. The Raiders are favored. It's tied to Anthony Wayne somehow. Ooh, could be. I don't know how they didn't do a lot of. I, don't, I wouldn't. I don't know the connection either. The Raiders are favored big this week, and favored by a little less the following two games. So it seems likely they might get those two wins. And at number 24, we have Sherwood Fairview. They need to win out, which will be rather difficult for them. And we are now officially writing off number 25, Hicksville, out of playoff contention, unfortunately. I don't think there's a connection between Wayne Trace and the Raiders other than they thought it was cool. It's fair and common in high school. Rushi Raiders at least uh, alliterate, which is fun. Alliteration always a good thing. It's very fun. And they're wearing... 
Revolutionary War coats, which I... Mm. Oh, well. It seems to get you back to the Anthony Wayne thing, but not with the Raiders. <laughs> it's a weird mishmash of references. Maybe someone from there will fill us in on how it all makes sense. I would love that. Moving down to Region 24 now. Versailles, number two in the rankings. They will host their first playoff game. They need two more wins to host a second playoff game. They are four touchdown favorites in two of their remaining games. So look for them to finish in the top four. At number five, we have West Liberty Salem. They took a tough loss to West Jefferson, as we mentioned in the scores of the week. But if the Tigers bounce back against four and three Mechanicsburg this week, they should still finish in the top four and host two playoff games. Number six, Tri-Village. They look like they're probably going to easily win their final three games, but I still don't think they're going to finish higher than fifth in the region. There are not a lot of points in those three games. Yeah, it's getting pretty set up at the top, too. Sure seems that way. At number seven, Anna. They had a tough one against Versailles this last week, and they now play undefeated Marion Local this week. Really like scheduling that one-two punch for people. <laughs> Don't know if it's better to get it over with all at once or to spread them out. <laughs> it's hard to tell. I, I think it's better to spread them out, to be honest. Yeah. Now, but if they lose to Marion Local, wins in the last two weeks over Fort Recovery and Parkway will allow the Rockets to host a playoff game. And the record will only be five and five. That's not bad to host a playoff game really with a five bad, and five. Yeah. At two and five, Parkway is still number nine, and they are now officially playoff bound. Ooh. They lost this week, but both the teams they previously defeated won, so they had a double batch of second-level points there. If Parkway wins their final three games, and Drew Pasteur says that's about a 7% chance, that would give Parkway a home playoff game. Otherwise, they're probably hitting the buses. The number 10 team, Allen East, also 2-5. and five. They finally looked like they are Drew Pasteur's fifth best team in the region last week with a nice win. At 1-5, and five, I had my doubts. The computer kept saying they were good, but I had my doubts. But they looked good last week. The Mustangs are in the playoffs. Almost no chance to host a game. So another team that'll be seeing the buses come first week of the playoffs. Let's see. We still have number 17, Troy Christian, now out of the mm -hmm. top 16. They need one more win Ooh. to get back into the top 16 and into the playoffs. So they're just bouncing on that line for a bit. Yes, they are. The Eagles are two to three touchdown underdogs to two and five Dayton Northridge this week and to two and five Tip City Bethel in week 10. So yeah, those games look a little tough. Number 18, Triad. They can still get in with one win. They are 33-plus point underdogs in their final three games. Oh, no. Now, four start. spots farther back, we have Arcanum. They can secure their playoff spot with a win in their last two games against 3-4 and four Dixie and 3-2 and two Bradford, both very possible. I'm guessing not 33-plus point under underdogs for Arcanum. Nope, they look like they're slight favorites or slight underdogs. In those two games. So. Much, much more doable, yeah. Oh, yes. Much more interesting to watch, too. Very true. Oh, before we start Division 7, though, Rebecca. Oh? Despite being a busy week, we here are not resting on our laurels oh, as boy. the most popular podcast in West Central Ohio dealing with high school football computer points. <laughs> okay. No, indeed. <laughs> so last week, 
I went and did I a little we were market the only research. One. <laughs> Who else that. would do it in this area? <laughs> but anyway, always looking to improve our product. I did a little market research and I studied a highly successful football podcast called New Heights, which is hosted <laughs> by the Kelsey brothers. Oh, we're giving in. It was number one on Apple Podcasts last week. So I figured, gee, I wonder why. They must know what they're doing. So I listened <laughs> to three episodes. I learned a few things they do that makes them successful. Are you ready? I'm ready. Number one, they both attended the University of Cincinnati. That so, definitely helps their podcasting career. We've got that one down. We're good, right? Okay. Okay. They drink energy drinks on the air that sponsors the podcast. And exude the resulting energy. That's probably Sorry. a bad idea for us because we tend to do this before we go to bed at night. Yeah, but having a little bit of that unrestrained energy would make the content more exciting. Yes. It I had never take... heard of their energy drink. It was called Accelerate or something like that. No idea. Anyway. I think it would they... take about twice as long to record an episode, though. And that would be bad considering I'm more awake now than we normally are. And I've, I've detoured quite a few times. Yes, that does seem to be a problem. Not on my list, but I also noticed they seem to have an intern that actually writes their podcast, and then they just follow the script. I don't have an We've intern. We've got that. <laughs> I guess I'm I've the got intern. you. <laughs> <laughs> They're busy. They've got full-time jobs of playing football yeah, I, and advertising I energy drinks. Yeah, whereas I go on the occasional bike ride and watch a lot of Hogan's Heroes. So. <laughs> yeah, e equivalent, <laughs> equivalent lifestyles. All right, number three. They use the F-bomb a lot and other energetic words. I can do I, that. I don't think that's probably a good idea. I gave up my energetic words when I gave up golf. Okay. And, and I kind of hate to set a bad example for our younger listeners. I'm sure we have lots of 10-year-olds checking in to see how their team's computer points are going, right? All right. It, it's possible. And the fourth thing they do is that one of them dates Taylor Swift. Yeah, I think you hit the, you think you found the prize there. I am far too happily married to take that one for the team. Oh, yeah. Yes. And yeah, that, that's only, a little that's outside only... of her preferred age range and a little bit outside of her geographic location and a little bit um, outside of her financial uh, compatibility range. Yeah, there might be a few more roadblocks to that idea, I guess. Plus, I don't think you would enjoy dating her. <laughs> I think you are probably accurate there. So, so which of those should we implement? I, we already did the UC one. What else can we do? Um, I'm drinking water. That could Ooh. be an energy drink. It's slightly flavored so that I think about drinking it more than regular water. It has a exciting. hint of flavor, it says. It has a hint. This one's a hint of cherry. It's not carbonated, which is excellent. The bubbles make me uncomfortable. <laughs> Oh. And I, I could curse, considering I have a different philosophy on the bad words. But again, those poor 10-year-olds. Yeah. I, I, and to be honest, we'd probably be in more danger of offending these 70-year-olds that listen than the 10-year-olds. Yeah. And mom. Oh, yes. We'd get might... kicked off the air before the episode went up. Yeah, she might pull the plug. Anyway. <laughs> well, I guess we may be a little bit doomed. Way, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Division 7? Division seven, yes. Up. Region 26. We're going to start with Patrick Henry. They retained the top spot after getting absolutely destroyed by Liberty Center this week. Okay. Um, unfortunately, word is that the Patriots' starting quarterback is out for the season after that game. 
So not good. That's yeah, that's really not good. Oh, but by the way, we had a listener email in an actual email. Aha! Uh-huh. Spice, it helps. Said that before the consolidation, which created Patrick Henry School, the mascots for the individual school districts were the Hamler Bulldogs. There's your Bulldogs uh-huh. again. Following the, the Brits. The Melinta Redbirds. Okay. Okay. And the Deschler Pirates. <laughs> By the way, Grilton was also involved in there somewhere. I don't know if they had a school or if they had a mascot or not. I looked. I could not find anything. It just occurs to me. I don't know if Deschler's on a river, but they might be on a canal. I don't know if that's true or not. I could look it up. It's not important for the thought. The thought is, what if there were canal pirates? Canal pirates. I was thinking, what's the name of that crick up there? Maybe they're on that crick. Uh, turkey foot? The turkey foot. Maybe there are deshlers on the took on the turkey foot. Can you imagine pirates on that thing? That'd be a little boat. <laughs> It'd be a little boat. You could jump it easy in spots. Deshler. Deshler. Ohio. No major bodies of water. By the way, Patrick. Oh, wait, Henry. what do we got? Oh, you've got zooming something. In, on zooming there. in, zooming in. Brush Creek, which is a, a, a creek, or it could be a creek. Probably a creek. And this one's not labeled. They do have a creek and a reservoir. They could be pirates of the reservoir. By the way, I did not get express permission from that emailer to use their name. So they will be anonymous emailers. I'm proud of you. All right. Back to Patrick Henry. They should host a playoff game, but they may need to upset 6-1 and one Archbold if they want to finish in the top four. Okay. A clear, accomplishable goal. Always very good for achieving your dreams. I can't disagree with you there. (laughs) In the second spot in the standings, Macomb. They should wrap up a home playoff game in their next two weeks, but they will need to beat 6-1 and Liberty Benton to end the season in order to host two games. Another clear goal there, Rebecca. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They gave us an acronym in school for that, but I never remembered it. Smart. (laughs) Something, 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 and timely, I believe. Achievable might have been one of them. Smart goal. This is important news. Specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound goals. Well, I'd have to say I'm bored already, so that would be a bad class for me. <laughs> they color-coded them to keep you excited. Oh, now I like color-coding. <laughs> anyway, this is um, McCombs got their smart goal to get to the host the playoff games. Yes, let's see if anyone else does. At number five, we have Antwerp. They should complete a perfect regular season as they are three touchdown favorites over five and two Ayersville this week and five and two Paulding next week. Two home games would be their reward for finishing the season 10 and 0. Ooh. At number six, we find Waynesfield Goshen. They are also headed for an undefeated season. Their schedule's a little lighter. They should remain stuck in the sixth position even after finishing 10 and 0. Not a terrible place to be stuck. No, it's not. At number seven, we find Lipsick. They took their first loss last week and seemed destined to get their second loss this week against 7-0 Bluffton. Though they're only really about two touchdown underdogs. They could pull out that win. That's doable. That's doable. Uh, if the Vikings lose, they will need to win over 5-2 and two Convoy Crestview in week 10 if they want to open the postseason at home. Next, we have number eight, Pandora Gilboa. They will probably earn a home playoff game, 
and may even get a second one if they can defeat 6-1 and one Liberty Benton this week. That's a couple of teams that all want to beat 6-1 and one Liberty Benton. I tell you, I start, <laughs> start to get a complex if I'm Liberty Benton. I would be watching my back, that's for sure. More oh. importantly, my front. Yes. Where they're running at me. Lima Central Catholic, now playoff bound, by the way. We should have mentioned them at the start of this region, maybe. Ooh. They may have topped out in the standings at number nine, even if they win their final three games, though. And that week 10, they have a future Northwest Conference matchup against four and three Fort Laramie. That will be a challenge. At number 11, Defiance Ayersville needs two more wins to make the playoffs. It's unlikely they will get one this week as they play 7 0 Antwerp. The other two games, much more possible, though. At number 12, Arlington, they should win their next two games. If so, that will get them into the playoffs. Number 13, we have Convoy Crestview. They are likely to reach the postseason, but to be certain, they need to beat 6 and 1 Lipsick in week 10. I don't think they'll need to. Yeah, I don't think they'll need to, but. If not, they might have to watch out for upsets in Week 10. So, mm-hmm. At number 14, we find Hardin Northern. And at number 16, Upper Soto Valley. They both earned wins last week. Both are expected to win one more game easily. And if they do so, that will put them both right on the playoff cut line. Expect to finish about 16th if they can win one more game. Now, they both also have two other games where they have about a 50-50 chance to win. So if they get another win in one of those two games, they're in the playoffs easily. So expect them both in the playoffs. Of course, one of those games is in week nine when these two teams play each other. So one team gets in easy, the winner of the week nine game. The other team might have a little more drama. Going to be another big week nine. Yep. And number 19, Ada, number 21, Delta St. John's, number 22, whoever number 22 is, <laughs> Lima Perry. Lima Perry. Don't know how that happened. Unproofread. <laughs> Unproofread. This is what happens after Oktoberfest. Number 19, Ada, number 21, Delta St. John's, and number 22, Lima Perry. All very unlikely to play in week 11. If they get some upsets and things change, we will update that in the next two weeks, but I'm not expecting it. And number 23, Ridgemont, joins a list of teams out of playoff contention in this region. Oh, no. We've only got so many spots, and we've got a lot of teams we follow. Yeah, there's that's the region with 33 teams, and they just don't all fit in the playoffs. Mm-mm. Now we get to a region with just 23 teams. Most of them do fit in the playoffs. Yeah. And I shouldn't say that because there's three teams that are going to feel real bad at the end of this. But anyway, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll start with number two and Sonia. They join number one, Marion Local, in having sewn up half of the top four spots in this region. Both those teams will be hosting two playoff games, assuming they win their first one, which is probably a pretty decent assumption. It's probably okay. These teams should probably finish in that spot. Marion Local, number one, and Sonia, number two, at the end of the season. To graph Riverside's number three, they have secured one home playoff game. They should easily claim that third top four spot in the region before it's all said and done. Number five is Minster, steadily climbing the charts here. One of the quietest six and one teams around, I would say. We're doing okay. A win over either three and four Delta St. John's or three and four New Bremen should earn the Wildcats a home playoff game. If they want to join that crew in the top four, they would need those two wins and upset six and one Versailles in week 10. That will be a tough one. Yeah, I don't have a lot of confidence in that one, but we're doing 
We're doing pretty okay. After seeing what Versailles did to Salina and seeing Salina at six and one and leading the WBL, it's like, ooh. <laughs> Cautiously optimistic. All right. In eighth place, we find Sydney Lehman. They are solid favorites in their final three games, which would give the Cavaliers a 50 50 chance of hosting their initial playoff game. Number nine, Mechanicsburg. I'm expecting Uh-oh. them to lose to 6-1 West Liberty Salem this week because that's a tough team. And I'm expecting them to beat 1-6 Triad in Week 10 because Mechanicsburg is tough. Sure, yeah. They have a very so. good history of being pretty darn gritty. If those two happen, the Indians will need to win their Week 9 game against 5-2 and two Springfield Northeastern to have a 1-3 chance at a home playoff game. So another Week 9 game to keep your eye on. At number 10, Fort Laramie is fighting back up the standings after some early losses. But to reach the top eight, the Redskins need at least two wins. One is likely against two and five Van Buren this week. But then they face four and three Lucas and four and three Lima Central Catholic, two teams that play tough independent schedules and are better than that four and three record. Mm-hmm. It'd be fun. At number 12, Bradford should still make the playoffs without another win. And the Railroaders are. Big underdogs the next two games before they have more of a toss-up game against two and five Arcanum in week ten. And and I found this one kind of intriguing here. Even though number okay. 14 New Bremen lost to number 15 St. Henry last week, first of all, both stayed at the same spot in the rankings. They started 14 and 15, they ended there. Just the gap between them closed quite a bit. Oh, okay. But New Bremen earned enough second level points that they are now playoff bound. They Earn their playoff spot despite the loss. Congrats. That's always good to hear. Yep. If the Cardinals won a home playoff game, they're going to need to beat 7-0 Coldwater this week. That's a tough ask. That is, yeah. But now, what a payoff if they manage to do it. That's for sure. Now, we are 99% sure, there it is again, that St. Henry 99. earned their playoff ticket last week, though a win in their Week 10 game against 0-7 Fort Recovery would pretty much remove all doubt. Mm-hmm. Not many points of beating an 0-17, but there are a few. So it's all it would take. And unfortunately, winless Covington, Miss Cinnamon Valley, and Fort Recovery are, well, fortunately, they're mathematically alive. Unfortunately, they are barely mathematically alive. Uh, it would take quite the set of upsets to get those teams into the playoffs. I don't know if I can wrap my head around being winless seven games into the season. And still statistically alive. Well, if you win three games, you'd be three and seven, right? True. And there's only now, now the odds seven say if teams you lost that don't your, get in. The odds say if you lost your first seven, you're probably not winning the next three. Yeah. But hope springs eternal, right? Hope springs eternal. All right, let's wrap this up with our eight-man division. Let's do it. For eight-man football, instead of consulting Drew Pasteur's mainframe computer, we must use my personal 20-year-old Excel spreadsheet instead. (laughs) My next problem is, you remember way back before the season, I said the Ohio High School Football Coaches Association agreed to run a playoff for the eight-man? Oh, did they back out? Not that I know of, but they said the details would come later on. I still have not found any details yet. (laughs) I'm assuming it's going to be a four-man, four-team playoff. But I don't know. So for now, we will assume a 14 playoff. I've put some questions out, some feelers to hopefully get an answer before next week. That was kind of sad that we have not heard anything yet, I thought. 
Yeah, they're pushing it a bit. Yes. But we'll start Holgate, 5-0, and remains at number one. They should be locked into one of the four, the top four spots. The same probably goes for four and two Toledo Christian, who defeated number three Sandusky St. Mary's last week. Holgate, Toledo Christian face off this week. I'm guessing the winner of that will probably end up in the top seed in the playoffs when they occur. This week, number three Sandusky St. Mary's plays number four Lakeside Danbury. I'm guessing the winner of that should lock up the third spot in the top four for the playoffs, especially if it's Sandusky St. Mary's. Mm-hmm. And then we have one and four Lakeside Danbury, one and five Striker, and 0 oh and four Sebring McKinley fighting it out for that four spot. Well, there you go. That wraps up week seven, Rebecca. We did it. Rebecca already told you where to send your comments, questions, quiz answers, etc. too. Oh, yeah. Don't forget the quiz. Please include your permission to use your name if you want the glory. That's all we can give you. And that leaves I get to do it this week. Ooh. Please, please subscribe to this podcast at Apple iTunes, Amazon Music, or on iHeartRadio. Actually, it's now, is it Apple iTunes or is it now Apple Podcasts, isn't it? I think the iTunes store did die a couple years back. I think it's Apple Podcasts. Or within the last year. Yeah. But anyway, we will never never pass the Kelsey Brothers if people do not subscribe. So hit that subscribe button. That is true. That is a true fact. And always. And I can't promise any relationship drama. (laughs) I certainly hope you can't. (laughs) Certainly not that the podcast will ever hear. Yes. (laughs) And as always, as always, be sure to tune in again next week here on Bruce Mana's Computer Points.